With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What is up? Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. Wednesday, February the 17th. 8 o'clock. You know what time it is. Time for some Georgia football, some Georgia recruiting, Georgia sports. I don't know if we'll talk about any other sports or not, to be honest. But that's what we're going to do tonight. As uh, your host, The Real Dre, joined tonight by Jason Harry Dog. What's going on? I'm pissed off. <laughs> Still I'm, thinking about basketball? <laughs> I'm sad. Well, that too, but I'm sad and overweight and out of shape. Doctor says I gotta lose about seventy pounds, and the wife's taking them seriously, and everything's high—blood sugar, cholesterol, the whole nine yards. And so I'm pissed. I mean, about half of what I'm used to eating, and I'm freaking pissed. And we suck at basketball. <laughs> well, if it's any motivation, I've over the past couple of years, three or four years, I've probably lost about sixty, seventy pounds myself. So. Oh my God! Kill me. <laughs> See, I'm this talented, and I've I've I lost weight too. <laughs> right, right now, I'm almost close to choosing just eating myself to death. <laughs> At least I will die happy. Right. I mean, it's an option. <laughs> <laughs> so you got that, and you got. The whole freaking bad knee thing from the wreck and knee possible knee replacement, all that little crap stuff. Just kill me. I mean, shoot me. Ah, nobody wants to eat all this healthy crap. You don't have to, dude. I, I mean, I don't know if everybody wants to hear my diet plan, but I can, I can help you out, dude. I can get it taken care of. Actually, you know what? I normally I've lost like thirty pounds before, and we'll get to football in a second. I mean, it's two freaking hours long. We have time to talk about this. But I don't do, like, any of the gimmicks or any of that bull crap. Right. still eat, like, a lot of the same stuff. I change the proportions, eat about, like, half of what I normally eat. Cut yeah. out the sodas. And, which I do, and I don't even do that cold turkey. I do it all slowly. And that way you're able to keep it off and just work out more. I don't do, like, any big gimmicks or anything. Right. I mean, I work out more and eat less. I mean, I uh, so that sounds simple, but... It works. Yeah. Just cut out. You can also just cut sugar, and I guarantee you, you'll drop another 15, 20 pounds easy. Oh, yeah, easily. White That's bread, carbs, like carbs, and low, low carbs, and, and no sugar. No, the problem is I like sugar. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> and I like carbs. So I'm just I, I, I love my cheat days on the, <laughs> usually Saturdays. <laughs> I load up. But it gets me through to, to the following week at least. So. Well, my cheat days for years has been anything that ends in day. <laughs> exactly. I know. What about believe. basketball, dude? They don't want to hear about me being fat. What about basketball? 
Dude, it's uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if honestly, I mean, like I said, I, I said on the I posted on the board last night. You know, I, I don't want to you know advocate for anybody to lose their job or anything like that, but I, mean, I don't know if we have the right guy in Athens. I really don't. Okay, tell me this, and it's not to bag on anybody, but it's the most recent thing we have to compare it to. So get pissed off for us talking about Rick if you want, but what (laughs) did we just fire the football coach for? Right. Complacency, basically. I mean, I'm just saying, and, like, basically every number that you can come up with that we fired the football coach for, the basketball coach's numbers are worse. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, football, you know, everybody knows football's the money generator. So, of course, you know, the boosters and the attention and everything, you know, all that. We wouldn't be building an indoor practice facility if we didn't have a football team. Come on. So, right. you know, more attention is going to be paid to football and this and that. But if we can get some football team, I mean, it, it it wouldn't hurt one bit. It wouldn't hurt football. It wouldn't hurt the program. I mean, it wouldn't hurt anything one bit. I mean, I mean at at this point, what are you going to lose by getting rid of the coach? I mean, are you going to lose a top 25 team? Are you going to lose top five recruiting classes? No, unfortunately. I uh, mean, that's $1.7 million a year. You add just a little bit to that, and you can get a pretty dang good coach. Yeah. That's, you know, just make it fun to watch. Think about team. think about how many, even the, the administration has to think about, consider this too. Think about how many, uh, you know, college applications get sent in because the school, because the kids see a school, you know, make a deep run in the NCAA. I know it sounds stupid, but it really is the case a lot of times where, you know, the school gets notoriety for making a run in, in basketball, you know, or making a run, saying. obviously, in football. But, you know, they want to be associated with a winner a lot of times. Hey, come on, Dre. What? What? I don't even – they call what we run the triangle offense? Yeah. I'm not sure what to call it, dude. All I know is this. I'm, I don't even think I'm some football expert, so let's just put that out there now. I'm – Definitely no basketball expert. <laughs> I could shoot threes and I could pass the ball. I was I was I was pretty good passing the ball. I mean, no looks and you know between the legs behind the back. I was pretty dang good passing the ball. But as far as coaching, I coach football, so I mean, yeah, I don't want to earn it or whatever. Who cares? The most, the furthest I've got in basketball was coaching church league. Right, and we had a better offense than this crap. Yeah. I mean, I was just looking it up. The last win in the NCAA tournament was 2002. Last time they won a game in the NCAA tournament. They beat Murray State, 85. That was Herrick's. Or no, that was Tubby's, uh, Tubby's last team, I believe. Oh, the days of Tubby. But, dude, just, I mean, just make it, you know, bring some excitement. I, I don't know, but... You know, you mentioned the triangle offense. To me, this team, and I think I've said it before, but 
this program and this team is run similar to a mid-major. Don't you agree? I mean, we, we, we run better, supposedly, when we have the more experienced, you know, players to run the offense and things like that. Whereas pretty much most every other team in the SEC, they, they seem to be a little more up and down. To me, it seems like that other teams are able to pick things up a little bit faster. I don't know. I've, uh, I've never seen a team with so many three-on-two fast breaks that pulled out the half court. I'm just like, whoa, I mean, you have the advantage there, so are we going to pull up and pass the ball 27 times? Just to heave something from four feet behind the three-point line at the last second? I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm not great at basketball, but, I mean, dear Lord, and, and you can blame it on not having the horses in, but, I mean, whose fault is that? But look at, look at some of the teams that, you know, don't, Supposedly have the horses that make the tournament, make a, you know make a run every once in a while in the tournament, things like that. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, even with that, I mean, okay, go back to football. Okay, a big argument was well, you know, just look at the quarterback position. You know, all we have is Lambert and Ramsey. Okay, right. but whose fault was that? Right. I mean, I'm yeah. just saying. I mean, for so many years we just absolutely just. I mean, I don't know any other way to put it. Just, I mean, this is what it seemed like. We It seemed like we just stubbornly refused to mess with any of the AAU kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, um, and I'm not saying you have to play the game and pay them and cheat and all that crap, but, I mean, you can't stay away from them 100%. No. And, and there's things that... You're going to talk. Yeah. And there's enough talent in the state to, to be able to get three and four star kids that you'll be competitive every year to challenge. And that's the thing, just challenge for the NCAA tournament. Get in. Personally, I think there's no reason not to make the tournament, not to be one of the best, what, what is it, 68 teams in the. You know, well, I was just about to say, and it's not like the college football playoffs where there's three right. teams that make it. You're talking 68 freaking teams. Right. I mean, not even not even talking about the the conference winners, but just be one of the thirty two best at large teams. Even this, okay, and and don't give me the bullcrap argument about look where we've been before. We don't have a history of basketball. That's bullshit. Yeah, there's no way the University of Georgia. I don't give a rat's ass what we've done in the past, what the history is, all that. I don't care. I'm not asking to be freaking North Carolina or Kentucky. Right. I'm just talking about being the top 68. Right. right. There's no way the University of Georgia should not be in the top 68 teams. God, even two out of three years. Right. I mean, I don't that's think about- that's like asking, regardless of history or who's been here or what we've done, for the amount of talent that we have in state and the amount of talent that we have around us, the campus that we have, the football program that we have, I don't think that's a big reach to ask to make it a couple of years. Two out of four. Give me two out of four. I don't care. Right. I don't think that's like a big reach. Get in. You should challenge it to get in every year and then maybe every two, three years, you know, every couple of years make a run to the Sweet 16 or something like that, you know. I mean, 
win win one occasionally would be nice. Not not. Uh, I just going on. I mean, I, everybody wants to go on the whole history thing, and I mean, I, I could give a crap. I mean, it, you look at you look at. I'm trying to think of the best way of saying this because I trash the man more than anybody ever. I mean, if you look at the basketball programs and the hirings that are going on, it's once again we're behind the rest of the SEC. Right. We're we're the the last SEC team to build an indoor practice facility. Um, we're not read somewhere, and that we're the last track team to have an indoor facility in the SEC, which you know, of course, obviously. Okay. Now Alabama's went out and hired Avery. Right. Auburn's went out and hired Bruce Pearl. Tennessee's trying to make moves. Kentucky's Kentucky. Florida's kind of on a downfall. They're kind of going the opposite way right now. But, I mean, but what are we doing? Yeah. Well, Mississippi State, they just hired, what's his name? Ben Ben Howland. I mean, but what are we doing? Yeah. Are we just going to make it that much worse and make all these teams get that much better? Before we yeah. do something, look at South Carolina. They were they had probably less quote unquote history of a basketball program. Than they had less history, yeah. and they were worse than us. Yeah, and now they're. I mean, yeah, they struggled the past ten games or so. But look at their what twenty one, twenty one and six right now. I think twenty one and five. No, they hit the they hit the top twenty five. When's the last time we hit the top twenty five? Right. Exactly. They. It's it can be done. I know people are say, oh, don't don't even worry about it. But it it can be done. There's no doubt in my mind. Well, I tell you what, I've watched the South Carolina Georgia game. He doesn't have the horses either. No, that's absolutely true. He gets the effort, and, and he. But you see what he does. I mean, Frank Martin is he's just a mean dude. He, he I think his team, his players are too scared to not try their hardest. <laughs> he, he might beat them down. <laughs> but I mean, you know, sometimes you got to do that, I guess. I mean, good lord. I mean, I honestly, I whatever personality, whatever. I mean, God Almighty, give me somebody that can recruit. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you're just not gonna be good, at least give me somebody that can recruit and make it look entertaining. Right. I mean, That's heck, I mean, okay, if we lose to Florida, one score. By five points, by five, right? Yeah, 40, was it 49 to 40 or 48? I can't remember. Anyway, less than 10 points. You know, okay, we're playing Florida. I mean, they have a good history. They've been good. They're not good this year, but, you know, they've been decent. They have some athletes. I mean, okay, we lost to them by less than 10 points. All right, whatever, it happens. But by God, if we're going to do it, at least look good doing it. Right. Well, at least make it look entertaining. At least run the court. Or, I mean, I don't know. Dude. I mean, I'm just not as knowledgeable on basketball to say this is what we should be doing. You know, this is the offense we should be running. I think we should run, but we probably don't have the horses to do that either. Yeah. I mean, you're going to say run, but then we're complaining because we have Kenny Paul, Gino, and uh, Kessler in at the same time. I mean, you're going to put them in and run? Yeah. So I mean, it's easy for me to sit there and say, man, we need to run the court. But, I mean, if you don't have the depth to do it, yeah. 
it seems like you, you know, at least implement the package. Remember, well, I hate to get all too technical, but they used to run that one three one half court trap press, and it, it was it create it seemed to always work for Georgia. And, and granted, it was when they had what Brandon Morris up at the top to key. You got to have a tall, lanky dude up at the top. That that's the key to it. But uh, it would work really well to, to get create turnovers, create a little bit of havoc, gave gave something that a lot of teams don't really prepare for a lot of times in the weeks heading up, leading up to the to a game in preparation. Um, there you go. Um, but you know, just just incorporate little things like like that one three one half court trap that you used to run, or, or press press. You know, take your spot. You know, to, to press teams, it, you never know. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, but you, you mentioned Florida. Florida's a perfect example. They they didn't have hardly any basketball history whatsoever until Lon Kruger got to Gainesville. I mean, one coach turned the whole program around, it seemed like, and made the Final Four. And then uh, I guess the uh, next thing you know, he moved on. And next thing you know, you get Billy Donovan in because the program's been established. Oh, they made the final four four. Look what we can do. So go get a big, you know, top-notch assistant from Kentucky. Look what he did and turn him into a, a national power in basketball. Well, I think, I think the main thing is looking at it from a football standpoint, it's not the same thing as football as when, okay, you get in the quarterback trouble that we were in and it can set you back for years and, you know, you have no depth on the O-line. That can hurt you for a couple of years until you start building it back up. I mean, you don't have a team of 85 that you have to build and worry about and build the depth and all of that. I mean, you bring in a guy that can coach and a couple of athletes and yeah, one kind of star player, and you just about turn it around. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time the top player in the state of Georgia went went to Georgia in basketball. When's the last time I knew who the top player in the state of Georgia was? I mean, I don't even think KCP was the top player in Georgia that year, I don't believe. But, I mean, last year was a prime example. Jalen Brown ends up going to Cal, of all places. I mean, that's a real basketball power, <laughs> you know. I mean, besides Jason Kidd, what what has Cal done in the past modern era of basketball. Yeah, I mean, who uh, you got out of me, I don't know. At, at this point, I, I don't know. I just don't know enough with basketball to say what we should do besides get somebody in here that can get everybody excited again and coach and recruit. Yeah, yeah I gave my That has to be great at all three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to if you got a second, we can. I mean, first of all, I, I know it's extreme long shot, extreme long shot, but give Jay Wright a, a call, make him. He, he's making two and a two and a half, two and three quarter million dollars a year. I don't know how much Georgia wants to spend on basketball. What do you say, Fox makes one point seven? Yeah, I think one seven, I believe. Yeah, and they probably won't want to do that then. Um, Greg Marshall. Would be awesome, but he makes three point three million at Wichita, for God's sake. Um, yeah, I don't think either one of those are happening. How about 
here's the here's one dude, man. If they can make, I think it would be a home run. But uh, Chris Mack from Xavier. They uh, now I will say, huh? I wouldn't even think that would happen. Well, he's alumnus. He graduated from Xavier, but he only makes one point one million. But his teams have always been good, man. For about, I mean, Xavier's been good for several years, but or consistent, I should say. But you know, seems like they've kind of taken a step up since he's come aboard in the past. I mean, they've been a lot better than us. I mean, oh, absolutely. Then, uh, I mean, as far as realistic people, I don't know. I mean, just a little bit I've looked at it. Yeah. I mean, give me the Georgia State guy. Well, I was just about to say Ron Hunter, you know, could be the best possibility in the state. But has he had enough of a run, you know? I don't know. He had that one really – well, I guess he had two really good years, but he, he missed the tournament the year before because they lost their conference tournament. But they got in yeah, last year. Georgia State. And, uh, yeah, um, and then uh, Chris Collinsworth has been at Northwestern, and they could be challenging for their first ever NCAA tournament. You think Georgia's bad? Northwestern's never made the NCAA tournament, um, and they're pushing for it the last couple of years. And then also another really good coach, I think, would be a possibility is Tommy Amaker, who's coaching at Harvard. Of course, played at Duke as well. Um, but he had a run at Seton Hall and at Michigan. Michigan experience didn't go so well, but, you know, maybe he learned something from that and would, you know, maybe looking to get into another Power 5 league possibly. But he only makes like $700,000 at Harvard. Yeah, I, I would do that. Yeah. I'd, I'd go amateur in a second. Yeah, give him, Fox, you know, 1.7, give him a million-dollar raise. I, I don't imagine Harvard would really want to try to compete too terribly. I doubt we even have to go that far. Hell, tell me here, dude, we can save money going yeah. with Amaker. Double, double his salary to 1.4. And uh, and he's already established he can recruit in Georgia because I told y'all before, he's got two of the top ten players, according to ESPN, committed to Harvard. So, I mean, you know, he, you know that doesn't mean he's going to be able to get everybody, but he's already got two of the top ten in the state. So, he knows quite a few people, you know, and then bring in, keep, maybe keep one of the assistants possibly, you know, for, for continuity, for recruiting and, you know, bring in a couple of your guys and, and hit the, hit the bricks, hit the road and, and get to recruiting all, as much as you can. I, I would be fine with keeping both Jonas and, uh, and Coach Yaw. Yeah. I mean, I'd be fine with keeping both of them. Just, I mean, we just got to go with it. Just an entirely different direction. I'm not yeah. smart enough with the whole basketball thing to know which direction that is. Right. You can just you can tell. I mean, the looks on people's faces and the way people think about it and talk about it, you could just you just know that it's time right. to just go in an entirely different direction. Yeah, you just don't get a good feeling heading into quarter. I mean, and honestly, I mean, it's the same thing with football last year. You can blame it on whatever you want to blame it on, but basically, it's just it's gotten stale, right? And right. it's just it's just time. <laughs> hate, yeah. hate or love whoever you want to hate or love. Agree or disagree with reasons, and 
the little stuff, but it's just time. Yep. Well, speaking of time, I think we might have our guest here. Let me check and see. Hill Street Forum Radio, who do we have? This is DJ. Hey, DJ, what's going on, buddy? What's up? Oh, well, thank you for calling in to the show, man. Um, talking to Drayton and uh, Jason joining us. Now, Calvin, I don't know what where Calvin is. He, well, Calvin's sorry, man. That's all it is. Get on him, man. He get a chance to talk to DJ on, on the show, and he doesn't call in. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, DJ, tell us, man. I heard uh, you, got, you had it up for, was it a junior day at Georgia this past weekend? Yes, sir. How, how how did that experience go? Um, it it went good. I mean, it was my first time really getting to sit down with Coach Smart and Coach Tucker and Coach Coldy. Those are really going to be like the the main guys in my recruiting. But right. it was it was a good a good chance to just meet with them and like get their feel, like get a feel for them, you know. Right. Now, were Coach, but, Coach Tucker and Coach Coley, were they kind of bickering back and forth about which side of the ball they wanted to go? Well, Coach, like, I met Coach Tucker before I met Coach Coley, but Coach Tucker, like, from, like, the time I met him, he was like, oh, yeah, you can – I think you can play. I've watched your film. I think you could play DB. Yeah. And then when I met Coach Coley, he was like, oh, you're a receiver. So I'm just like, oh, man, not this again. <laughs> Now, right as of right now, do you have a preference as far as where you want to play next, at the uh, in college? No, I don't. I don't have a preference between receiver or safety or or corner. Mm-hmm. I tell I tell everybody I I like scoring touchdowns just as much as I like making people feel my presence on the field. Yeah, and he said he said pull him a Cole Hartman and do both. <laughs> yeah. How's, now tell me this. Now, of course, you were committed to Georgia before, uh, and then you know, decommitted after everything went down. How did you? How does that kind of compare the atmosphere of, of say, Coach Rick and, and Coach Smart so far? It, it was weird. Like I, when, we, when he brought me up there to his office, it was kind of weird. Just, just sitting in there, like I was just like it felt like I was just sitting in there with Coach Rick, but. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's one weird thing about that whole field, but the new vibe that I get from Coach Smart is like, like Coach Coach Rick was like more traditional, and then like mm-hmm. Coach Smart, he's bringing in like a a younger a younger staff. I feel like yeah. that's just bring that's just like I, that's when I said I did an interview and I said like, like I don't know how I said it, but I I just feel like it's more geared. Like the staff is more geared for the players, if you mm-hmm. like know what I mean. Like it's it's yeah. a younger it's a younger staff, so like they understand us more. Right, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, a little more energy to it. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of like Coach Rick. Coach Rick was he was like he he had the energy, but like he he didn't like fully consume himself with it, like. Coach Smart is all about the the energy, like from from the time you get there to the time you leave, it's all like it's all like 
hype. Like it's it's fun. Like I, he makes it fun. Right. Right. So how, yeah. how did you like? Did you? I guess you had a good time then. Did you? Oh, it was it was to, fun. It was yeah. fun. I I enjoyed myself. Like that's one of my best trips to Athens that I've ever had. But I enjoyed myself. Right. Awesome, man. How about uh, how many kids ended up going to to visit? Up there? Yeah. Did you get it was a huge uh, huge? Ocean. No, 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 no. It was it was like probably like twenty of us, twenty five. Okay. Maybe. And a lot of y'all. Most and a lot of y'all from Brunswick, right? Went up. I was three of us from Brunswick, and you know we have to represent for down south because you know they they try to look over us sometimes. That's right. That's right. That's why, that's why I always hashtag y'all on the with the nine one two dogs, man. Yeah, we're trying to represent. Right. They always, they always, they like to go for those guys up north, uh, like around the Gwinnett County area. But not that's that's a that's a a story for another time. <laughs> did uh, tell me this. Did, now with so much talent, you know. I know you, you've noticed that with so much talent down in, in the 912 this year, have you guys, do you know the, those guys well enough, you and, say, Richard, LeCount, and uh, Sean? Of course, you, I know you know Sean and Deontay. Um, but what about the McBride over in uh, in uh, Vidalia there? Have you guys kind of maybe talked a little bit about kind of comboing up as one group? Um, I know. Out? I know me and Sean have talked about it, and Sean and Big Demi have talked about it. Me and Nate, me and Nate, we're we're kind of close, and okay, like Nate, I don't know how he feels. Like I, I can't speak for him, but the vibe that I get from him is like he's just gonna wait and see what everything, what like what happens, mm-hmm. and then if it happens to be. All of us on the same team, Richard, me, Sean, Demi, and Nate. Mm-hmm. And it happens, but if it doesn't, he won't he won't lose sleep over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's being a, a you know I've, I've lived here pretty much all my life, and I you know like you said this area gets overlooked quite a bit, but uh, to see all these kids coming up at the same time right now, it would be, and me being a Georgia fan, it would be. An awesome, an awesome thing for me to see all the kids from this nine one two area go up there and, and just show out for Georgia. Um, yeah, it would it would be a good oppor- uh great opportunity because, like, like I said, they they look for the schools. The Atlanta pool for for athletes is so big compared to like rural South Georgia. Like, we're so small compared to them, and they have so many schools, and we only like. Gwinnett County has like six high schools. We only have two in Brunswick. Right. So it's like and the talent pool that you have from Brunswick and Gwinnett, like Gwinnett County, like the comparison is it's like far better on the Gwinnett County side. Yeah. It makes me wonder what, what happened in, you know, for this class of 17, what, what was in the water down here that, that got everybody – all these great football players, man. We we evolved. We, we started. <laughs> yeah, it's our our 2017 class. I I really feel like 
2017 class coming out of Brunswick is just top notch. We have yeah. we have a whole bunch of top guys that just aren't aren't getting recognition. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Having guys like you and Sean and, and Demery, that's going to get those other all y'all classmates and everything. That's going to get a lot of other classmates scholarships and stuff too, because so many people are coming to see you guys. They're going to see just what you're saying, you know, with, that there is so much more talent down here. That's going to get a lot of other kids opportunities to play at the next level. Yeah, and and our team, our team, like I speak for Glen Academy, but our right. team, like when when coaches come, like when they came to watch us practice, and mm-hmm. like I remember at one practice it was like nine or ten coaches. And, like, they're all just sitting there in shock because they see how much talent we have. And I feel like they, they, yeah, they do overlook us, but then, like, I don't, I think they don't expect it to be talent down here. And when it's, like, it's one person like me or Sean or Demi, like, when it's just one person, they're like, ah, uh, that county only produces, like, one person every such amount of years. But then right. it's like now it's three of us, so now they kind of have to pay attention to it. Right. But I'll tell you another re- thing. I'm, one thing I'm proud of you guys, too, is, you know, I, are you still looking to enroll early? Oh, yes, sir. Okay. Well, what I was going to say, I, the thing I used to hear from coaches that would come down here is they would say, well, we'll come down there, but we know that, we know these kids aren't going to qualify. And oh, yeah, I've already qualified on the ACT and stuff, so. Right. Yeah. See, that's changed just as much as the athleticism in this in this area is. You guys are taking care of business in in the classroom too, and and that's going to get coaches' attention just as much. Yes, sir. If not more. So that that is that's something to definitely be proud of there, just as much as your athletic accomplishments. How um. Tell me this. Let's talk a little bit about your. Well, we can talk a little bit about last year. Uh, at Glenn, you know, you guys made it to the state finals and just two, probably two of the best defenses I've seen in quite some time down at high school, man. I went up to the game, watched you guys and, and Alatina, and uh, what were your what were your thoughts, you know, from that game? I mean, I, and, and how much did that injury uh, when you got hit, did your head hit the, the, the dome floor? Is that what happened or, or what? No, on on that play, I was trying to get down. I was going to the ground, and once I was, like, I wasn't going fast enough, and my head went down. Like, I'm as I'm going to the ground, my head was going down. And then he kind of hit me with his helmet, like, and it, like, jarred my neck back. And, like, I strained, I strained mus- the muscles in my neck. But I wasn't going to come out that. It was oh, yeah. it kind of it kind of made me like a little bit cautious because I like I didn't know what was going on with my neck I just knew I wanted to play and stay in so like it I was playing timid for like a few plays but then like I don't know like once they they just started like playing again I'm like okay I can I'm back in it I like I did lose it for a minute but nothing like a few plays didn't help right. How much did that experience of, of making that run to the final, how much do you guys feel like you can build off of that for, for this upcoming year? 
Or you you want to know what I I I think that's going to happen next year, or you want to know like what the like the proper thing to say because I I me personally uh-huh. I I like us I like us over anybody next year like uh-huh. I feel like that experience just put a chip on my shoulder because like uh-huh. you get to the state championship and then you lose like my sophomore year we got to the third round and then we lose and then. Right. Junior year, we got to the state championship, and then we lose. I'm not trying to lose anymore. I'm done losing. Right, right. I like that, man. Uh, Now, one thing I know, you guys are going to be playing, I guess, is the first game uh, down in Orlando this year, right? Oh, no, it's the third game. um, Third game, okay. We play Benedictine, first game, and I think second game we play Ware. Uh Uh-oh. It's either either Ware or Camden. those both of them are gonna get it, but it's either Ware or Camden. <laughs> and then we play uh Panoma out of Colorado and okay. uh at at the Disney World, uh whatever you call it, the Disney Wide World of Sports or something like that. Right. That's it. Well that'll be but awesome. Y- What'd you say? I said that'll be awesome. Y'all really I know it's gonna it's I'm gonna sure. be a good experience. And I think it's on T V too. I, yeah, I um, believe it is. Uh, that should be fun. Oh yeah. Now, what are you guys? How are you how are you planning to approach? Are you going to be sticking at quarterback for for this year for Glenn or what? Um. Yes, sir. I I'm, I'll be playing quarterback again this year. Okay. Good. Good. Um. How many teams? How many schools have approached you about playing quarterback at at uh in college? Uh, let's see, you got Georgia Tech, Tulane, Georgia Southern. Um, Auburn told me I could play Wildcat quarterback. Gotcha. Um, Stanford told me I could do the same thing Christian McCaffrey does. That's like playing quarterback, receiver, uh, running back, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good, good number. Is that, you know, you said – you know, you didn't mind. You didn't have a preference on receiver or or cornerback. Would quarterback, if a school definitely wanted you at quarterback, would that elevate a school over any other? Um, if that opportunity permitted itself, maybe. But right. as of right as of right now, no. Right. But if it was like the team, like I, I could see that I could like drive in that system, then mm-hmm. I would consider it. But if it's like, see, like I'm not a pro-style quarterback. I know I'm not a pro-style quarterback. Uh-huh. So why would I go to a team like, say, for instance, if like Georgia just put in like, because Georgia, like their pass offense was a pro-style. Like mm-hmm. if they recruited me to go play quarterback, I wouldn't choose Georgia over somebody like, just throwing a school out there like Oregon because they run a spread. And right. if they were if or if like if Oregon was recruiting me to play receiver and Georgia was recruiting me to play quarterback, hypothetically I wouldn't go to Georgia because right. of I because I know I wouldn't thrive in that system. And I, I would I would thrive better in the Oregon spread than a Georgia pro. Right. Yeah, I know 
you know, and comparably, I guess, you know, like a Nick Marshall at Auburn, he he's kind of in that same situation. He He's not going to be a, a quarterback in the NFL. He's not a pro-style quarterback. So he ended up – he kind of ended up hurting him in the draft because I think if he would have stayed at, say, receiver – well, in his case, at, at cornerback, you know, coaches and scouts in the NFL would have had his film for – three years, two, three years of, of seeing what he could do on that side of the ball. And he would probably, I think, he's athletic enough and, and good enough cornerback to have been a first or second round pick. But now he ended up going in like the fourth or fifth round and, you know, is unable to really recoup that money until much later on, if, if even then. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And, because he lost that first initial contract, so. Uh, yeah, and if I if I did go to college to play quarterback, I would love for something like like the I call it the Braxton Miller effect, where they have quarterbacks that can play. Right. But like Braxton Miller switched over to receiver because he felt like it would help his draft stock, and that's a I I think that's a smart move, and that's probably like I could consider that like if I had that option, if that opportunity was there, I. Like, I would love that opportunity. That's, like, pretty cool to me, like, that he could actually go from playing quarterback to playing receiver, and that's kind of what I do now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can play quarterback, or I can play receiver, or you could throw me on defense, I can play safety or corner. Right. So that would, that would be, like, I don't think it would hurt my draft stock if I was ever to get drafted. Right. Yeah, I, to me, and I know the, you know, very good receiver, but the play that, that really sold me on you being a, a cornerback or, or playing in the secondary was the Runza Kai game this year. They kind of huh. – and you kind of baited old uh, Randon into being your teammate at the end of the year, but you kind of – looked like you kind of baited old Randon Jernigan to throw that – was it an out route on that pass? No, it was Just, like they – they did vertical switches. And what huh. they did – what they did, they threw a screen – and they ran the vertical switches on that screen. So I'm playing safety, and my, my coach is telling me to lock on with, like, man up on Sean just uh-huh. to, like, contain him. But, like, I guess my coaches trust me enough for me to make calls, like, on the field. So, like, me being, like, just in the right place at the right time, really. But the play before – the play before – that like after the screen, but the play before the interception, they ran vertical switches again, and mm-hmm. one in the corner he stayed with Sean. Take he took Sean outside, and I kind of tried to bait Randon into throwing the inside receiver so I could like get the ball then, mm-hmm. but he ended up getting sacked, and then they ran vertical switches again, and I just <laughs> told I told my corner I was like just run with that inside guy. Because he, the leverage that the corner had, he the receiver wouldn't have been able to get the ball because he would have been able to undercut that route. But uh, like for a split second, I just let I let Sean get a little bit ahead of me, mm-hmm. but not not too much ahead of me to where I couldn't catch him. Right. So when he when he threw it, it just fell right in my hands. Like I was, I kind of sat there, sat there, sat there, let him get past me, start sh- like shuffling over to him, and then uh, once he, like, it was open, but then it wasn't open. It looked open, but it really wasn't. Right. I just, I slipped in and took it to the house. 
Sure did. Um, talking with DJ Dallas, class of 17, uh, Glen Academy Red Terror right now. Um, DJ, you had a, what, a camp this past, uh, did you go to the Valdosta camp or? Oh, no, I, I didn't go. I didn't go to that camp. Okay. What what kind of plans do you have for the summer? Um, it's really all college stuff, really. Like, yeah. I'll probably end up, like, I know spring break I'm going to California to visit Stanford. And then I'll probably, um, before that, I'll probably visit Tennessee, Auburn, uh, Alabama, uh, Cal Berkeley. I, I know I'm going out there. Cal Berkeley. When I go to Stanford, I'll probably just go to Cal Berkeley because I don't think they're that far apart. They might. Yeah, they're, I don't know. they're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, but Florida State, I have a whole bunch of visits lined up. It's just have to find time for them. Work it out, man. Yeah, just work all, it all out. See all you can and, and then, you know, make your decision. And like now that I read uh, December the 12th is when you're going to announce? That's that's the exact date. Okay. Any significance to that or just just mm. out that way? I came, like, I came up with the date, like, December 12th is six days after the state championship. Okay. And um, I, I have aspirations of winning this 2016 state championship. So right. it'll give me six days off just to relax and, you know, soak up the glory a little bit if we win, or hopefully we do win it this year. But, you know. Well, I hear you, man. That's just good. Now, we had uh, apparently Calvin woke up and, and was able to call in. Calvin, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, Dre? <laughs> Talking with, with our buddy here, DJ Dallas. And uh, Jason's on on as well. What's up, Jason? Jason ain't on. I don't know what Jason's doing. He's where you, where you been at, bro? There he is. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> hey, Cam just got Abraham whooped in, in basketball. They out of the state playoffs. Oh, uh, really? The boys? The boys? Yeah, they lost by, yeah, they lost by four. Uh, uh, Who did they play? Jones County, the Greyhounds. Oh, we, oh, we okay. beat them. Let's see the difference between Camden and, and there you go, GA. There you go. Listen, there you go. We we can beat Jones County. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, how about uh, we, we we need to make DJ a regular guest? We can tune up on Calvin. <laughs> yeah, do that. Hey, DJ can go now. He he got a mouthpiece on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you save any special? Uh, Special uh, trash talk for for Sean, or do you, you just let everybody have it? Oh no, I, I I don't spare anybody. Everybody gets it on the field. <laughs> like like I remember I remember the first game we played. Like I, I have friends like that play for different teams. Like when we played Wayne County this year, I was uh-huh. my friend Jeremiah, the number two, the linebacker. Yeah, I was in his ear all night long. And then who did we play after that? Um, was that? I don't know. Who did we play after Wayne? Uh, hold on. I know he had uh, Camden came up. Oh, that, oh, might have been that, loss, that might have been that loss to Camden. 
Camden, Camden, Camden. Well, you, you see, you see what happened. What happened was in the Camden game, I was still talking trash because like they threw me, they threw me that bubble screen, and then yeah. I took it to like like in the backfield, and I took it a little distance. Oh yeah, that that just started it all off right there. I was like, oh yeah, uh oh. Second game was Brunswick after after Wayne got it. Oh yeah, then yeah, that was the game I came out talking a whole bunch of smack. Because I remember like in the springtime they were talking so much smack to us and it was I was like, Oh man, I remember y'all talking trash. And then it's like it's like I remember it. I remember it, and just it, it just makes my hair stand up. I'm just ready to go after that. All right, now tell me, are you looking forward to, I mean, obviously looking forward to the opener, but that wear game's got to be kind of, that's kind of turned into to the, the big rivalry down here in the southeast. I like playing them. I, I'm never scared to play wear. Wear can get it any time they want to get it. I, I'll play them whenever, wherever. That is like Brunswick and Ware are the two like are two rivalry schools. That's like that's like how college you know how like Georgia has Georgia Tech and Florida. That's our Georgia Tech and Florida. Right. Right. So like I'm I'm prepared, like we'll be prepared to play them just like how they'll prepare to play us. Right. Where where has that uh don't oh, we have some freshman running backs supposed to be good? Oh, I don't know. We have a defense that's real good, though. <laughs> now, tell me this. How are you guys going to replace that, that defense? Your guys are losing quite a few off that, especially the defensive line. Y'all got some, some guys ready to step in? It's like Alabama. They reload every year, don't they? <laughs> We're reloading. It's, you got to – one clip gets empty, you put another clip in, and you keep shooting. <laughs> oh, I love it. Because we know the offense is going to be taken care of, right? Oh, the offense is is, is balls to the wall this year. No, no limit. <laughs> no limits on the offense this year. Uh, tell me this. Uh, where has uh, where did Garrison end up? Does he end up signing or, or deciding on a school or what's he going to do? Uh, Garrison is going to go play f- baseball. Okay, he's a he's a really good baseball player too. Like, yeah. I don't think a lot of people know that about him, but Garrison's a really good baseball player. So he said he's going to go sign and play baseball. Has he got a school in mind yet, or is he going to wait? Uh, I think, I think he's going. I don't know. He he has a whole bunch of schools that he has, but I, I don't think he's decided yet. Right. Yeah. One of my uh, my old high school coach uh, is now one of the assistants over at Glenn, and uh, he he loves having Garrison on the team match. He said Garrison mm-hmm. hit one down the line one time, and and he started talking over to the dugout. He's like, "Oh, there's another triple," <laughs> as he's running down the first baseline. <laughs> oh, he was saying that to his own he's dugout? Like, yeah, he's telling all, uh, all the teammates, oh, there's another triple. <laughs> yeah, because you know, you know Garrison is, he, he taught me all my trash talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> he taught me how to trash talk. 
Now we had, we had talked a little bit before. Now and I, I was asking you about maybe playing baseball. You think you're going to still still get out there this spring? I chose track over baseball, and I don't know why I did that. Oh, uh, <laughs> I chose track over baseball. Uh, I should have played. Hey. I should have played. Oh well, all but, right. You know, you live and you learn. Yeah. I guess I'm learning the hard way with this track stuff. Like I have, I gained so much respect for everybody who's going to college for track because uh, this stuff is not easy. Like track, I thought track was just going to be like easy. Last year it wasn't hard, but like this year it, it just all of a sudden just got hard. Like dang, you got to run. You got to run like. Four, you know the four hundred is like one time around. Uh huh. That's we have to run like three four hundreds, three three hundreds, like six two hundreds, three one fifties. Then we got to do like six curves. I'm just like, oh man, that's just one. That's like one day. Got to do all of that in one day. Well, the good thing is you'll you'll be ready for conditioning for football. Oh yeah. Um, the guys who aren't going to work out because we will have some guys that aren't going to like do anything that haven't been doing anything from December to whenever we start spring. Mm-hmm. So those guys, I'm just going to be running laps around them. They'll be yeah. dog tired, and I'll just be like, "Yeah, see, he should have ran track." Yeah. Now, how is uh, Coach Hidalgo? Is he tough on you guys in practice and stuff, or what? Uh. He's tough on us. He he doesn't like. He has a. I don't know. He he is tough, but he he's not like super super tough. Like right. he has. He knows how like when to be tough and like when you can like lay off a little bit. I guess you could say. Coach Dago, I hope you're listening. Did he say he's soft? No, he, I never. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, didn't, that didn't come soft. out of my mouth. Turn it up, coach. <laughs> Dude, all right. <laughs> all right, coach. If you're listening, if you're listening, coach, I didn't say you soft. All right, all right. <laughs> I didn't say you were soft at all. <laughs> well, no, real quick, how about your? Uh, you're gonna have your your protectors up front, your offensive line. I know you. Y'all are reloading on defense apparently, but y'all are losing what three guys off the offensive line for this year. Um, the good thing about that is that we have guys that play during the season that can that aren't seniors. So, like we have four returning offensive linemen like that played during the season. So we should be all right. Right. I, I like I I trust them already. Right. Especially when they're it's like. They average on the offensive line. They average like two sixty. So uh, I trust them. Right. There you go, man. Plus experience in the offense. Now, have your uh, as far as you know, are the the assistants going to be? Are they all going to be coming back as well? Assistant coaches. All of our coaches. Yeah, everybody's coming back. Okay, that'll that'll be good for for just for continuity's sake, if nothing else. Yes, sir. How about um, you said you're going on on your visits this time? Now these are all going to be just unofficials, or what? Um, I can't start my official visits until August. 
Oh, that's right. Okay. Are you going to try to take all five, you think? Yes, sir. I, I might as well because, like I, like I said, I'm not going to sign until December. Right. You're taking the Hawaii one, right? <laughs> hey, I wish. That's what I tell kids all the time. You need to Hawaii, baby. Set up an official to Hawaii. Tell them how interested you are in becoming a warrior. <laughs> a rainbow Ray- warrior. Rainbow like warrior. You know the old the rainbow, rainbow baby. Did, did, did they bring rainbow back? <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> I think they took it out, but they were once called the Rainbow Warriors. Yeah, Rainbow Warriors. That's when they made that movie, Broke Back Rainbow Warriors. <laughs> How about uh, who? Who are you looking to be? Some of your running mates on offense this year at Glenn? Like, like how I had how it was like me, Garrison, and Kendall. Yeah. Um, we have we have like a stable of backs. Like mm-hmm. we keep a whole bunch of good running backs and good people that can like you know how we have we had Morris Demery last year that could contribute in the backfield. And then we had Jeremiah Anderson, then we had Kendall Cross and then we had our star running back Garrison, as you know. Mm-hmm. We have Kendall Kendall is coming back and he'll take he'll take the role of Garrison. And then we have uh our other feature backs we have um Jeremiah um we we have uh, a kid named Daryl. Um he's he's pretty good. And we have Brandon. Brandon is going he's gonna take on a bigger role this season, I feel like. So we we should okay. have a our offense should be really explosive this year. Like it wasn't it was explosive last year but like we had the power on offense last year to hit people, like keep pounding them and I feel like this year it'll be like one punch and done. Like most series would be like one play and we're scoring or two plays and we're scoring. It won't take a longer like amount of time to score. Mm-hmm. So, so we Rand, should put Rand up a whole him. bunch of. Yeah, good. Oh, I said so. We should put up a whole bunch more points gotcha. instead of like twenty-eight a game or thirty-two a game. It should be like fifty-four, forty-eight, all big numbers. So. Gotcha. So Randon is going to be back this year? Oh, yes, sir. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be good. Just another – always yeah, good to have athletes with, on there with you, man. And then every – like, I feel like everybody's, like, thinking that we're not going to have as good as, like, of a team as we had last year. But, like, I, I guess you could say you have to be in a player's shoes to understand why we think we're going to have a better team than we have last year. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it'll like we started off we started off shaky at the beginning of this past season. And I think we'll start off a little bit shaky in the beginning of the season, but we won't lose. Mm-hmm. We'll everybody will get start getting that experience that they're lacking right now. And once right. they get that game time experience. Like our offensive line, like four of those guys will have game time experience. One will have minimal game time game time experience, but the other three 
they have they've started they were starting the last like six seven games, so mm-hmm. in that aspect we'll be all right. Like we'll be better than we were last year. So y'all going right. fifteen because, and zero? What'd you say? Fifteen and zero. Fifteen and zero. Entering. Call your shots. Call your shots. Call your shots. Fifteen and zero. <laughs> yeah, I already told everybody. Everybody has been like I feel like everybody is like sleeping on us in a way because mm-hmm. like they see they see we just we just went to the state championship and lost so they aren't they aren't really thinking we're a threat anymore because we lost well, DJ, it, it sounds what, weird but what I, i'm what i'm saying is it's 15 rounds to a championship fight they don't do it no more but back in our day 15 right. rounds so you mean you're gonna win every single round Coach Ross don't build losers. He build champions. Say that again? I said Coach Ross don't build losers. He build champions. Okay. We ain't losers. 15 rounds, you win in every round. You want to be a champion, right? I'm just saying. They say the championship rounds are like from 10 to 15, but I guess you're going to win every round. You want to be a champion. That's what you got to do. I hear it. Y- y'all hear it, right? It's recorded, right? Oh, yeah. On top, what's Floyd Money uh, Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather is the best boxer uh-oh. in boxing in boxing right now, and he talks a he, lot, right? And he won that. He ain't lost a fight yet. He's retired. He ain't lost a fight though. <laughs> <laughs> and he 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 is the champion, right? He is the like cool the greatest right he now. Holds, he holds the all greatest the greatest alive. Right. All the belts. All right. And he, he a champion. He has never lost, and that's what we strive to do: never lose, or not lose anymore. Sounds good. Yes, sir. Yep. Hey, that's the mindset you gotta have, and and go with it. And go get after it, man. Guys, uh, of course, Cal always. Or Jason, do y'all have any questions for DJ? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out this weekend what you gonna do, DJ. Uh, are we gonna hear about you or what? Where? At? Down in Orlando. Oh, um, uh, I'm debating on if I'm going or not right now because my uncle kind of, you know, he's tripping a little bit. But if I go, you will. But if I end up not going, then you probably won't. You probably end up. They'll probably put me out like. DJ Dallas stays home from Nike camp or something like See, that. So, there's a Nike camp this weekend. Yeah, it's it's a um the opening regionals. Okay. Now, how about uh? Well, I guess. Well, still the early enrollees still played in the in the Army game or the Under Armour game. Have you have you given that any thought or gotten any? Uh, I mean, they want to lose. They find they find the players like the players that they do invite. They find them, and they invite them like from however they do that. But they invite those players, and I haven't been invited to one yet. So, if if that opportunity permits itself, I'll I'll jump on it. But if not, then I'll be all right. Oh yeah, I have to make sure. Have you ever talked to Eric Richards with the Army, U.S. Army game? Um, he follows me on Twitter, but yeah. not really. 
hasn't hasn't really reached out or hasn't need to get him down here for for a couple of games. I think check check it out. Um, is there a game? Is it the Brunswick game you're looking forward to, or the Ware game you're looking forward to the most right now? Uh, my the top three targets that like they've already painted that little bullseye on their back. Uh, I, Brunswick is number three. Camden is number one, and where is number two? <laughs> what about the Colorado team? What about the team in Colorado? There, we'll we'll introduce them to South Georgia when they get there. There you go. <laughs> I, every every time, like in the playoffs this year, every time Garrison ran the ball, I always told him to bring South Georgia with him when he ran the ball, <laughs> and that's what he did. He he brought the boom to everybody that he hit. <laughs> Oh, that kid, man. He he made some plays now. Yeah, that there's plays that I don't even know how this man makes it. I'm like, dang, how did he do that? Yeah. Like, I remember we were playing Drew. We were playing Drew High School, my 10th grade year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach uh, Lampert threw him, a, like, a screen, a, like a, a shoot screen out to the flats. Mm-hmm. And... Garrison like caught it off his shoe, like hit, it was on his shoe and he caught it, and then like a linebacker came and hit his leg and slipped all the way down his leg and took his shoe off, and Garrison just sixty yards, not touched after the linebacker touched him, sixty yards, no one shoe on, touchdown, and I'm like, what? The <laughs> How did this man? Oh man! <laughs> but we, had we a- ended up. Huh? What'd you say? I was gonna say that he had a, a a fantastic. I think it was the Brunswick High game where he had a little like an angle angle route out of the backfield. Oh, you talking like about the the one where the uh, it was a pop pass where he was he was playing sniffer like he was playing our extra back and he just uh, went out for like a a pop pass in the middle and the yeah. safeties had like the best angle on him and he split both of them. Yeah. That play. Yeah, that's what I was like, dang, Garrison, when did you get that type of speed? Where did that come from? <laughs> but his speed is like you you can't really tell he's fast until you actually see him run. Right. Yep. And a good and a good great athlete and a great kid too, man. Yeah, he's um he's one of my best friends. Yeah. Really like a brother. Yeah. All right, man. Well, Jason, uh, Calvin, you guys have any other questions? I know we got to get DJ on out of here so he can finish up home. I'm sure you got homework tonight, don't you? Yep, I got to finish my my AP environmental science homework and my math homework, then I'll be set to go to sleep. There you go. AP and environmental what? Environmental <laughs> science. All right. What is that? What is that class like? Like what do you mean? Like what is what is it like? Yeah, yeah, what are, yeah. Hey, it was little science. <laughs> mhm. What all you have to do in there? Environmental science. You have to. Uh, well, you learn about like all the things that go on in the environment, like like sulfur pollution. Um, you learn about plate tectonics. Um, you were you like learn about the like aquifers, like 
you learn about a whole bunch, just a whole bunch of stuff like that has to go on with the environment. Like what, like what stuff in the environment does? Right. Like how how does nature affect you in the everyday life? Okay. And really, like stuff like that. Right. So they in my day they called it earth science. They just changed. Right. They fancied the I, name. I of Head it up, man. Just had to tell you, environmental <laughs> science was about the environment. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I don't even. I don't know how to explain it. Like environmental science is just right. the name. It's about the environment. Stuff, I guess. Yeah, on, I was say the name speaks for itself a little bit. I'm not just talk about the environment. Good lord. <laughs> the whole the whole thing, not just the environment. All right, good deal. Uh, all right, final final questions for DJ. Anybody? None. None. <laughs> will you will you tell me this? Will you will you look to commit before you uh, before the twelfth? Are you going to commit before the twelfth, or is that going to be your commitment date? No, that's that's the date I'll commit and I'll sign and I'll be ready to go to college. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, man. Well, sounds good. good. Yeah, appreciate you coming on with us. And, uh, you know, I told you before, anytime you want to come on, just give me a shout. Let me know. And uh, anytime oh, I got, hey, I, I got to be honest. I got to be honest about something, Dre. Right, I, I read that wrong about December 12th. I, I read it as DJ was releasing a top 12. And I was like, no, he is not. <laughs> It might it yeah, might be a little bit longer. I, I I felt like it needed to be a little bit longer because the last time it? I said it was a top ten, but I, those were like colleges that were still like on my mind, like interest. Like I'm still interested in those colleges, but really I felt like it was like 25 schools on there, and I just pulled it down a little bit more this time. So I'll just yeah, gradually yeah. keep doing that and yeah, getting it all the way down to probably like three. And then the last last three I'll just come in from those. Did um yeah, I think you had what a top ten and then you had like a, a second top ten or something came out. Like one you like you said, you were just kinda still on your mind or considering. Um, yeah. Well that's good, man. I I'm looking forward to big things with Glenn and, and hopefully how much oh one more thing, tell me that how much did Kirby Smart talk to you about keeping all the all this talent in state going to Georgia? Did he try to stress keeping all uh, in one group? He did and he didn't. Like it was, he mentioned it, but it we kept talking about other stuff. It was he mentioned it. He mentioned it. He mentioned right, it. right. We got you. Well, that's what. That that would be huge, man. Like I said, this this area to, to get all these kids at Georgia, it would be huge. But uh, oh, do you know? Are you and Richard friends? Do you guys know each other as well, or what? Well, we know each other. I talked to him Saturday, matter of fact. Oh, was he up there too? Yes, sir. Cool, cool. I thought. See, now when when you guys changed regions and Coach Hidalgo said he was scrambling trying to get a schedule worked out, I thought. Glenn and Liberty should play to get you two guys 
facing off against each other. That would have been something I would have embraced. Yeah. Now that's what that that was the first thing that came to my mind because well well Sean Sean gets to play him, but I don't so. Oh okay. I guess that's just how the dice rolls in that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when it, when when you get to play top talent, you you should never back down. That should be like every time I see somebody like I remember I was at Calvin was there. When I I knocked uh, I locked down that four star, he was committed to Clemson. I forgot his name, but like I Chase, saw his last name Chase. Yeah, that's him. And yeah. I I just saw like everybody was like, oh, this is when I I didn't have any offers. I was like barely known. But then, mm-hmm. but then like everybody was so scared of him. Like, oh, he's a four star. He's a four star. He's committed to Clemson. I was like, oh man, let me go try this man. I went up, I locked him down. He called me back up there, locked him down again. He didn't catch on me that whole day. <laughs> and and that's just how you have to be. Like you can't back down from you can't back down from any like top prospect or any big obstacle. You gotta keep pressing on. Like you gotta look but, at that obstacle and think it's small. So that's but, how I see then, everything. But then y'all became friends after that. Oh yeah, he that's that's like my big bro. He he looked out that's for respect. Me. Yeah, that's respect. That's how you earn your respect. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I did see when on your trip to Georgia, did you look like you were hanging out with uh, Xavier quite a bit? You and him? Uh, yeah, me and Xavier other? became, we came, we became cool over uh, the All-Star, All-Star Weekend thing, like the uh, Junior Elite Classic thing. Uh-huh. We... We became close through that. Like he, we played on the same team. Okay, all right. It was like playing with him is fun. Like he, he makes the game. He brings excitement to the game, just as I do. But he, right, it's a different kind of excitement when you watch him. He, he makes big, big time like jump ball catches. I got you. So it's it's pretty fun watching him play. Yeah. All right, now hold on one one second. We got somebody calling. I want to see if they had a question for you. Hill Street Forum Radio, who do we have? Hey, Drayton, DJ Dallas. This is Jason Bishop. How are you guys? Hey, Jason, yeah. what's going on, buddy? Oh, man, I can't call it. DJ, <laughs> I wanted to call in and ask you a question. Uh, huh? Your role in the Glen Academy offense last season were was that you were pretty much the primary weapon, especially throughout the playoffs. With the loss of Garrison and then a couple other key pieces on offense that you lose as well, what do you see your role being coming back next season? Are you going to be more, used more than you were, or are you going to kind of step back and let guys like Randon Jernigan, Jeremiah Anderson, uh, will they have more of a role than – Maybe what Garrison and some other backs had last season. Um, I think my role will be like it's still the same, but because we're changing our offense around some, every I feel like the offense that we're going to run next year will get a whole bunch. Like it'll open a whole bunch of opportunities up for a whole bunch of different people. Like you'll see it. It'll be a whole bunch of stuff for like. Randon will have like plays and like just that position for his position, and our running backs are going to be key 
in our offense that we'll run this season and we'll get the ball tossed around a little bit more. So there there won't be, like, I, I don't feel like I'll be, like, too, too strung down with, like, responsibility on the offense because I do have players like Jeremiah, Kendall, and Randon, and some of our receivers that are coming. I do have those guys to help me out. So really, it's like I say, it's a team game. It's not not just going to be about me. So, mm. do you guys have any seven on sevens already lined up or anything like that? Oh, I, I, the Heat coach Rock lines all of that up in the summertime. Oh, okay. Gotcha. DJ, your receivers that are stepping in. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that you've lost Morris to graduation, and I think that you lost Poppy Thomas to graduation as well, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I know that you're probably going to see uh, Randon playing a little bit of receiver too. Talk about some of these guys that maybe um, folks might not be that familiar with that are going to get some time at wide receiver this upcoming season too. Um, These are all names you probably haven't heard before, so – Bear with me a little bit. You okay. have, you have, like you heard of Randon. We have Randon Jernigan, um, Marvin Dallas, um, Daryl Blake. Uh, dang, I, I don't know his last name. His name is Jamarius. We have him, and then we have. Let's see. Let me think. There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, Seneca McGee. Um. Sounds like you guys are going to be loaded at wide receiver. The, it, our our receiving core is just like is big, and everybody on that receiving core has like great talent. And we have sophomores that played JV last year that are probably going to end up playing varsity because they're so good. Like that's why I'm just telling you guys. Like you think that season that we had last year was good? Just wait till what you see what we do this year coming. <laughs> Awesome. We're, we're definitely looking forward to it. Hey, Drayton, thanks for uh, thanks for letting yeah. me chime in for a couple minutes. I appreciate it. No problem, Jason. All right. You, Take it easy, See guys. <clears throat> All right, DJ. Man, I will. Right. Uh, any final final thoughts or anything before we let you go? This season is going to be a great season. Just everybody needs to just tune in and watch us play. <laughs> Love it. That'll be awesome, man. Uh, yes, sir. All right, man. We'll go go finish up our homework and uh, get, get everything ready. And I know you'll be you're ready for track too. I'm sure. Do you have track practice tomorrow? Yeah, we have it every day. I dread <laughs> going to track practice. <laughs> All right. Well, who's the track coach? Uh, David Bailey. He played at GA. He coaches okay. for us. That's our running backs coach. Okay. All right, man. Well, DJ, appreciate it, man. And uh, just uh, let me know whenever, like I said, whenever you want to come back on with us and, and kind of keep us up to date on, on how your visits go and everything, too. All right, I will. All right. All right. We'll talk at you later. See you. DJ Dallas joining us on the show. Good kid, man. He really is. Mm. Calvin, you you didn't give him too too hard of a time, man. You feeling okay? Or? 
Huh? You didn't give it no. too hard of a time, I guess. I mean, no, I mean, I, I got in where y'all was halfway in, so I don't know what all y'all had been talked about. So <laughs> sometimes it's best to shut your mind and listen. <laughs> hey, hey, Dre, I just have one question. Yeah. What is oceanography? That's the study of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I I just didn't want it to be any of the uh, you know that hippie uh, global warming stuff. <laughs> it's just earth. It's just earth science, man. Come on. Oh man, you're killing me. You're killing me. And no need to add all these big word big words. <laughs> hey, while we were uh, while we were talking to DJ, we uh, well, I mean they didn't do it while we were talking, but I found a tweet while we were talking is uh. We offered a JUCO offensive tackle from California. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, I think I mean two, I, I haven't like looked all into him yet, but I don't think he's twenty sixteen. I think he's like next, like this year, twenty seventeen. Or seventeen? Yeah, but I'll make sure. And uh, William Poole tweeted out a picture of Florida and like, Georgia and Florida together. Mm. And said uh, he he put another tweet out that said yeah top two, but then he deleted it, and then he put another tweet out that said March twelfth, which was his oh. birthday. So it looks like Poole is going to commit on his birthday on March twelfth. Okay, that'll be a, a a big announcement. Do you do you have any feeling one way or the other right now? Oh, that'd be huge, and it's going to be huge for Georgia. Yeah, yeah, we got a ton of momentum with him right now. Okay, I'd be I'd be surprised if it's Florida. I mean, we'll see and make sure you know he doesn't visit Gainesville like the week weekend before or whatever. But right, who's uh, who do you feel like George is kind of trending for? Maybe being the next next kid to commit would it be Poole or would it be somebody else? Yeah, it'd probably probably be Poole unless somebody. Just commits on the spot, like during the weekend, right? Because you know we got a few visitors, like uh, who are on Naaman Bride, Tamias Williams, Aubrey Solomon. They'll be here this weekend. And Truesdale's coming this weekend too. Is he? Yeah, he said he was. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a good one. So you know, unless unless somebody like Truesdale or like AJ Terrell's coming this weekend, he tweeted he's coming Friday. He's already said he's waiting, but you know, you never know what can happen. So I mean, but as far as plan goes, I would say pool's the next one, unless somebody just pops on the weekend, gets excited, and you know says, "I'm in." Right. All right. Uh, how about uh, I guess talking about go back to last week with a couple of commits. Uh, Georgia was able to flip. The kid from uh, Schaefer, Justin Schaefer. Big from, man, Schaefer from uh, from Louisville. Yeah, was committed to Louisville and ended up uh, committing to Georgia. And also for the 16 class, uh, Tyler Catalina will be coming in as a graduate transfer at, at offensive tackle. Was a, I guess, a three-year starter at Rhode Island. Now, how, how do you, how do you guys see him? I mean, I guess everybody's saying he's pretty much going to 
challenge for a starting spot. I guess as a graduate transfer, you're going to want to start. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, dude only has one year left to play, so he's right. he's coming to start. Right. My my question is this: He uh, who he played against? He did he did he play against like Villanova and those teams like that? Yeah, that day I would imagine. Let's see. Oh, that's a that's a that's a nice conference. <laughs> All yeah. these guys, they they play some real good football. They play some real good football. If it's if it's. I tell you this: If he is able to get on that starting left tackle spot. He'll be one of the biggest pickups of the 2016 class. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Pull up Rhode Island football. Let's see. They played Syracuse, Albany, Harvard, Bain, Brown, Delaware, Richmond, New Hampshire, Villanova, Stony Brook, and yeah. Towson. Yeah. They didn't fare too well, but uh... <laughs> he must be dead. Yeah, he, uh, I guess he was what all conference, uh, second second string, and for two years, I guess. Um, yeah, I think so. And what uh, he was supposed <laughs> to visit Auburn this weekend, but he said he's cutting his visits off. And then Auburn had offered, Florida had offered. He was committed to Iowa State. I think Texas A and M had offered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had actually signed what is. Uh, Financial aid work paperwork with with Iowa State. So I wonder, and they announced him as one of their national signing day kids. So does that mean they're going to have? Yeah, they, they screwed up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Guess they're going to have uh, some NCA violations there. Uh, and I think the kid. I mean, he's got. I mean, he's got the frame and, and all the measurables and everything. It's just a matter of Pittman putting it together for him, and, and he's been doing a good job up at Rhode Island, obviously. But, and that's but, you, but, uh, when you took that I, picture in the uniform, that dude had some guns, man. And my question is this, though: if he if he signed that financial paper, I think they can't they mention him, and and they can they can do all that. They can talk about him and all that, right? Yeah, yeah. They they wouldn't get in trouble for like. Okay. Uh, yeah. For like announcing them as a commit or anything, they just screwed up. Yeah, I thought they get in trouble. This made them look stupid, basically. I thought they it ended up being a violation if they don't go to the school, don't enroll at the school, though. No, they I think uh, they changed all that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because LSU got in trouble for that. I know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was an offensive lineman too. It was, but I think they changed all that because it basically wasn't fair. I mean. Yeah, if the kid can if the kid can sign all these papers and we can't mention him, then that's something crazy, right? <laughs> but yeah, kid is six six two ninety eight. Man, perfect, great. Like I said, great size. Like you said, big old guns and everything. Could be a big time pickup for the dogs, hopefully, and experience. You know, starting as well. And I'm I'm, I'm telling you, if he, if he grabs that left tackle spot, man, I mean. He, yeah, he he could be top five or six in this class, to be honest. Right, and even even if he doesn't grab it, but he's able to fill in on either one of them when one having a bad day, that's even better. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I still I still expect you know people kind of keep saying, "Oh, Georgia lost this and they lost 
Colton Houston, and they lost uh, when their third guy. I can't remember right off. Uh, I mean, we lost uh, Long too. You know, he just played yeah. some. Hunter Long, and but I really am looking forward to seeing Madden and and Allen see what they could do after coming off a redshirt year. I'd watch out for uh, I'd watch out for Baker too. Yeah. Kendall. Yeah. Yep. Trent, he switched over from defensive line out of high school, right? Yeah, he yeah. got some long arms. Mm-hmm. No doubt. He, he's he got a great frame, like I said, always what you look for. Was it Sox? Man, you uh, can't. With, with CS starting his freshman season and just starting off four years, basically, there ain't a lot to complain about with him, but I am excited to see us getting a lot bigger and a lot more athletic on the offensive line. Yeah, I'm excited to see how Pike rebounds this year. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, that's another. Dude. When he's high, when he's healthy and he gets and he pulls, oh my God, he is he is good. He is he's good. But see, here, here's what I'm here's what I'm thinking with him too. If Catalina is able to come in and grab that left tackle spot, it might prevent us from having to put Pike out there. Yeah, yeah. Because Wynn ain't going to play left tackle under Pittman. I can almost guarantee you that. No, Wynn, I, I wish Wynn would would have won the won the dog on center job. I do too. You, then when you could have put you could have put uh knobs nubs or whatever I call him, put him at guard, and he is nasty at guard. He is. He's a, he's a lot better at guard than he is center. But yeah. Wynn couldn't dog on half the stock. Well, I, I don't think yeah, he, I don't, he I don't think he. I don't think he wanted – he didn't want the responsibility because I remember talking with him. He was like, uh, you know, he wasn't too certain about that because I guess it would have been his first year starting too. And, yep. and maybe, with, maybe with a new offensive line coach coming in and getting him some confidence and maybe making stuff simpler, you know, that could help you too. Mm-hmm. Hey, what did you guys see that uh, 24-7 article? Uh Again, it's going to make the fan base happy, but Hines and Ward talking about he really did want to, does want to coach and everything. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said uh, on the college level, it was very intriguing. Uh, I think I have a lot to offer. I've been where these kids want to go, being a Georgia guy. I live here in Georgia. Georgia is my passion. I think I have a lot to offer, and I always wanted to give back to my university, give back the knowledge of the game. I can see myself walking into recruiting. Moms know me from Dancing with the Stars. Dads know me from the Steelers. I can see myself doing some recruiting. <laughs> hey, get them a job now. Yeah, they need to give him a job, and, and then when you get them on campus, they can see him. You know, he he don't have to have the the the, the wide receiver coach job, but we need to give him something where he he's. On oh, no, no, I don't want, want to get rid of Cody. Cody's a beast. Right, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You, but you do want him somewhere in the presence where they can see him. Like you say, the women, the women going crazy over him, you know, and then the dad's yeah. like, "Hey, just want to hang with the jock." So you can't lose with that. Yeah, bring him on board in the recruiting office somehow or something. I know he, uh, you know, because I kind of thought it was kind of just a, you know, just something he would kind of say, you know, just to try to. Oh yeah, I'd like to coach, you know that kind of thing. But if, if he was really dedicated to it, I don't see a downside to it. That's for sure. 
Man, ain't no damn so I took a long break. Man, I'd be on the hour. What was that, two hours ago? I'd have been on the phone an yeah. hour and 59 minutes ago. Because <laughs> he, and he and Kirby were on the same same team for the most of their career, weren't they? Yeah, I know. I know I was for a little bit. I mean, they're they're very very familiar. I'd be I'd be shocked. I'd be very shocked now if we don't use them in some way. Right. Yeah, I think it, I think it'd be a a win win for for Georgia no matter what. Uh, what uh, and also I guess we had some Nick Chubb Nick Chubb update. Um, Kirby, I guess, was he on the? Was it a radio interview this morning or something? Yeah, it was at, uh, uh, that 680 is a fan. Okay. Go ahead. What did he say on Chubb? Oh, I don't know. I just knew it was 680 is a fan. <laughs> <laughs> he was just saying, I mean, he said that he he, didn't, he wasn't sure he would be back in the first game or whatever, but he definitely saw him, sees him contributing next year from what it seemed like. And then also another interesting thing he said was uh, – the top 22 for Georgia, he sees as, as comparable to you know anywhere else in the in the conference or in the country, but uh, that the depth was really left something to be desired. Uh, what was your thoughts on that? I I, I kind of feel like to to be honest, I think it's kind of a good thing to kind of kind of bring down the expectations a little bit. How many times in the past few years has Georgia? seem to kind of disappoint because, you know, in the preseason or in the lead-up to the to the regular season, everybody's saying, oh, it's Georgia, Georgia, Georgia is going to do this. They, there's talent there, but there's not the depth there to, seems like, to really step up when, when, when necessary to keep that level of play at the elite level. Now, if you kind of get people thinking more, oh, well, Georgia's going to be down, looks like Kirby's got some, got to rebuild Georgia, so to speak. If he can come in and 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 do a, you know, get ten wins, eleven wins this year, everybody's gonna say, "Oh, what a great job!" So then I'm <laughs> kicking in for recruiting and everything else, and we're off and running. Yeah, I think I think old Tiki said it best on the board today, where he was like, "It helps Georgia, it helps himself, it helps recruiting." Yeah, yeah, I was about I mean, to just all the way around. It was just, I mean, it's smart to do that, man. Yeah. Was it undersell and over deliver? That that's that's a big uh, catchphrase <laughs> a lot of times in in business and everything else for that matter. But that, uh, that's kind of what that is to me is is just kind of underselling and, and hopefully overperforming here as the season gets here. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, it was it was a smart comment, but I mean, doggone, if you look at it, it's about the truth too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially at certain positions. I mean, you look at the offensive line and even the receiving depth. I mean, we have depth there, but it's really young. Yeah, receiver, quarterback, and and offensive. And they addressed the defensive line starting, what, last year, I guess, to really add a lot of – Yeah, I mean, it's it's getting there, but it's still pretty – I mean, it's just – Looking at the big picture, talking about all we're, you know, we're short on the offensive line, we're short on receiver, we're short on depth and defensive line. By God, you almost sit there and think, 
What did we own? Sixty-five scholarships or something? <laughs> Hell, we were. I mean, I don't see how you could have eighty-five scholarship slots and be that short in depth at so many positions. Yeah. Well, remember, at one point, about three or four years ago, Georgia had fewer scholarship players than Southern Cal did, and Southern Cal was on probation. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's like we didn't want to recruit offensive linemen, but when we did, 80% of them shouldn't even be playing with us, I mean, to be honest. Yeah. Um, tell me this. I know. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, a subject near and dear to Jason's heart is uh, the Auburn coaching staff situation. How how big is it for Damian Craig to leave Auburn for a a lateral move to LSU? Oh, let's do talk about that dumpster fire. Oh my <laughs> God, they are the new dumpster fire. Man, I'm gonna tell you that's that's rough, and, and not just a very good recruiter and, and and receiver coach, but he's one of your own. I mean, he was a a former <laughs> not even because, one of your own that used to suck. One of your best, yeah. Very. It's I not mean, like oh, he backed up. You know, he was third string at Auburn for a couple of years, and he was a graduate assistant. He's one of your stars. Right. He's one of your most widely known players. Yep. And he took off on you. And was one of their best recruiters for ever since. Was he there under uh, Kizik as well, or, or did, did Malzahn bring him in? Oh, I can't remember when he got there. I know he was with Florida State before. That's right. That's right. I think after Florida – I think it was the year – after Florida State played Auburn in the championship game, I think it went from Florida State to Auburn. Right. It was either right right after or right before. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Well, and well, never mind. Um, that's. But I mean, that's not it, dude. There's a lot of people are saying that Malzahn is basically a jackass. No, really? That's a lot of Auburn. We already know that. That's a lot of Auburn people saying that. <laughs> And I mean, I mean, you had look at look at all the coaches that have left. You know, of course, okay, Muschamp got a raise, but he was leaving, right. even if he didn't get a head coaching job, because he was basically headed here with Kirby. Well, yeah, or that was uh, kind of the plan. Uh, you had one well, another one of their own, T. Rob. Of course, you know he got a promotion, so I mean, he can kind of, but he took off with Muschamp. Mm-hmm. And then the linebackers coach got pissed off. Thompson, he got right. pissed off because he didn't get the DC job. He took off as much time. And then you got another one of their own taken off. And then you got there's Hawking Light. There's two or three more that want to take off. Wow. That's so they're they're full fledged in oh shit mode basically. Right. I mean, you got Alabama, you know, you got to compare them with always with Alabama. I mean, you know, it's over Alabama. So, I mean, you got Alabama sitting here retiring coaches, moving crystal ball to a tight ends coach and bringing in freaking Brent Key to coach the offensive line. And Auburn's losing their 
one of the best recruiters in the nation. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just hands down. you got to admit the Duke can recruit. Right. And so Auburn's losing one of the best recruiters in the nation, their best recruiter on their staff, and they're replacing them with Cody Burns. Who also played at Auburn, four Auburn, Auburn, Auburn four Yeah, I think he was like running back coach at Arizona State. Huh. He has like basically zero experience. I kind of comparing them like maybe Rob Sale, except he went there. Right. But probably the, one of the main reasons he left, uh, what did you say, Arizona State before? Yeah, Arizona State. Yeah. Uh, well, didn't their offensive coordinator just leave for Memphis? I think so. so that's I happened. think they brought Georgia. I can't remember where the guy went. I can't remember all that. I got. I got it mixed up. Anyway, but... I mean, if, if people can't see that Auburn is on a straight downhill towards what we just went through, then mm-hmm. they're not watching. Yeah. Chip Lindsay is the uh, offensive coordinator now. That's him. And he was going to go somewhere but then decided to go. Right. He was going to go right. to Southern Miss, I think, or some crap like that. Or No, he left Southern Miss. He was at Southern Miss. Yeah. I, think North- I don't know. Uh, so you can't was going to go to Georgia Southern for some reason. They have. I don't know. I can't remember either way. Yeah, but um, it, it and that's the thing. That's the frustrating thing to see. You know how? I mean, I'm assuming that uh, Damian Craig was the main recruiter for kids like um, Kyle Davis and. Um, Nate Craig Myers. Yeah, he was for a bunch of them. And Slayton, I guess, last year. So now these kids are left to try to figure out what <laughs> what's going on. The guy that they brought him in is gone. So and left on his own on his own choosing. Well, that's why these kids have to learn. You just you can't commit to a school just because of one thing. Yeah. Including and especially coaches. Mm-hmm. And they say don't commit to a school just because of a coach, but I mean, you say that further. Don't commit to a school just because of one reason. I mean, you have to put together a variety of reasons that you like a place. It can't just right. be like, oh, I love Mark Rick. Because, I mean, we saw how quick that can change. Right. And it can't just be because such and such assistant coach is there. Because that'll change. It can't be. I like the downtown atmosphere because that'll eventually get old. Right. It can't be because Sony, Michelle, and Nick Chubb are running backs because they'll be gone in a year. Right. Or, you know, whatever. So, I mean, that's be, be a variety of reasons, man. One of the best reasons would be your teammates coming in the class with you, you know? I mean, because that's going to be who's with you most likely for two to three years, four years. Well, I mean, looking at it as an adult, I would say it has to be um, the education, the people that are coming in with you. Mm-hmm. 
and of course, you know, how you fit into the system, but I mean, things like those are always, uh, not always, but a lot of the times, things like those are the last things they're looking at. Yeah. Calvin, do you, with some of the kids with they you know, you do camps with, and they, do you talk with them about what to kind of look for in a college as well, or, or do you all just focus mainly on, on, on field preparation? Uh oh. Man, he ain't focused on nothing right now. Man, he's pulling a Jason. <laughs> and dang straight. <laughs> he the mic and lift. That was a that was a that was a great question too, man. <laughs> great lead up and everything. Uh, but no, yeah, I mean you never know what's going through an eighteen-year-old kid, seventeen-year-old kid's head, man. You just well, see, that's what I'm looking at it as an adult, because I'm thinking about myself at seventeen, and right. If I got some millionaire professional salesman throwing a lot of cash at me and throwing a couple <laughs> of girls my way every time I visit, then it's right. on. Right. I love that place. <laughs> I probably, man. I'm telling you. If I'm going back and I'm 17, 18, whatever, I'm looking back at all the crap that they throw at them that happens. I honestly, I see how these kids commit seven different times. Yeah. Because I mean, I committed to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, committing, I commit every weekend. I'm telling you, dude, I'm serious when I was telling DJ and, and Calvin mentioned it too, but try to set up something to Hawaii. Try to set up, you know, UCLA or USC, maybe Austin or somewhere like that. You know, I mean, I know, I know, Hawaii has rules. Like Stanford has rules. Yeah, that's what, yeah. that's what Demetrius Robertson's problem is. Is Stanford makes you get that qualifying score to actually qualify to get into the school before they pay for you to come on an official visit. Right. And if he wants to throw his own money out and fly out there, you know, of course they'll let him. But right. they have that. I know Hawaii has rules in place where they're like, I don't know, you have to have so much interest before you can come on a visit. Huh. So, I mean, they don't they don't let people just, you know, they I don't pay for, they didn't pay for a thousand kids come out of an official visit and get, like, none of them. Yeah. I try to. So, man, I know they have stuff in place. I'm not sure what it is or I mean, basically, DJ Dallas ain't gonna visit there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he'd have to start showing early interest now, and he'd have to play him for about a year. I guarantee you. Yeah. Or else long every the long they host they host five hundred kids a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask. If you do go to Hawaii, you got a, a cool thing. That's why I've always wanted Georgia to get a couple of the Samoans, man, to learn to have them do the, the haka, the war dance and everything. and All that stuff is so cool, man. That's awesome. I remember Alabama had a, a kid on there that taught the team that about four or five years ago. and It's, just, it's intimidating. I don't know. 
You know what I'm talking about? The, it's like a war dance that they do. Oh, yeah. The haku, the haku or yeah. Haku. Yeah. That's cool. A lot of the... Uh, uh, a lot of the rugby teams do those. Like, you can go to YouTube, and there's videos of them having, yeah. like, little face-offs and crap. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's, it's freaking all blacks, intense. I think, in the rugby. Yeah. Yeah, it's freaking intense, man. I'm like, oh, my God. How, <laughs> um, so how about the uh, the groundbreaking ceremony? Did you watch, did you watch that for the uh, indoor practice facility? That turned it off after Kirby Smart finished. <laughs> For good reason. I was impressed with the uh, with the track star that spoke. Mm-hmm. Like, they, don't play that girl was only a sophomore. She was very impressive, dude. Oh wow. Yeah, I'd like to see more of our uh, student athletes. You know, you know, like the Malcolm Mitchells and, and guys like that get a little more publicity. You know, because it's really impressive when you're able to get student-athletes like that to represent your school in a more oh, yeah. public sport like that. Where did I read? I can't remember where it was. But it was talking about they're going to have uh, the track stuff in there, football, like four batting cages. Oh, cool. Like all kinds of stuff. It's like... I mean, I know people are talking about it and excited, but, like, they're really thinking it's going to be, like, either the nicest one or one of the nicest ones in the country. Mm-hmm. And I it'll be advanced. a big video board in there. Right. What else it was. And it'll be so advanced that it'll be that way for many years. It's not going to be, you know, you know, with the arms race that's going on in, in college athletics right now, a lot of times you can have the nicest facility for a year or two and then the next team up, you know, that, that has a new gets a new big bonus from, from you know, booster or, or fundraising event and get things done and they'll have the nicest facility. It sounds like they're going to really go all out for this to make this the top notch. Yeah, well, like, okay, um, like Florida, I mean, they spent some money on theirs, but compared to what we're doing and what others that I've seen, I mean, they basically threw, like, four walls up mm-hmm. and a roof. So, I mean, I, I would think they would probably have to build on or reconstruct, like, quicker than just about anybody. Right. Well, let's see. Here's how you know something's happened. Yeah. Here's how you know who's running this ship and who's running this thing. Look, all somebody's definitely been put in their place. When yeah. you have McGarity talking about spending $30 million on a indoor athletic facility, I guess that's what they call it. Right. And now he's talking about uh, Georgia's Under- cost of tuition and all that. Well, we, you know, we see it increasing and being even with others. We want to take care of our kids, blah, blah, blah. I mean, right. that's a complete turnaround, dude. Somebody is, somebody, well, many- somebody's been put in their place fast. Yeah. Well, how long have we been talking on here? You know, the three, I guess it's, we're almost on three years of doing the podcast, Steve. Um, but we've been talking about how Georgia and Florida kind of, Georgia kind of follows Florida's lead on things or, and vice versa every once in a while for 
Well, not not anymore because not in yeah. It, it looks like they're getting serious, dude. I mean, they're adding adding staff positions. They oh, we're doing everything we can to win. That's just that's a complete one eighty. Somebody threatened something or somebody said something because you don't just do a complete one eighty like that, right? Without something happening. Well, we got to go back to before Kirby came over. That was kind of the the word on the on you know that was out and about was that Kirby was gonna wasn't gonna come unless things changed support staff wise, facilities wise, and he would have more say over it. And so far, that that seems to be the case. You know, he's gotten things changed and taken over to where you are competing with and and that's the thing if you find you know compete with Florida the last few years well that's we've kind of been at that level of of performance as well we we were kind of performing up to what we were trying to be if you want to compete with Alabama and and you know Clemson now and and all those teams you've got to compete against them in in everything not just not just try to do it on the field. You have to do it in the preparation to in recruiting and in, in facilities and in administration and everything else. It's all got to work together. And it's all you got know, to be at an elite level. I don't even like that mindset anyway. Screw the competing crap in the arms race. I hate that mindset anyway. Screw all that. Screw the Joneses. Do you. If there's something that your coach needs, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, track, tennis, golf, that there is something they need, and it's halfway realistic. Okay, I know Kirby Smart can't come in and ask for $10 million a year on staff positions, but if they come in and they're like, look, these kids have to know that we're dedicated to taking care of them, and if we only use the indoor practice facility once a year where the public can see it, it's worth it because the kids coming in and the kids we're recruiting know that they'll be taken care of, and that's part of it. That thing should have went up a long time ago when Rick was begging for it. Right. I mean, if Kirby comes and asks for new equipment because it keeps our kids injured less time than the equipment that we did have, there shouldn't be any questions asked. If they come in and ask for the uh, technology that they have now, the uh, GPS technology that they're using now, that that shouldn't have to be asked for twice. Mm -hmm. Coaches need it, and it's halfway realistic and halfway within reason. You know, a tennis coach says we need such and such because it does this and this. They shouldn't have to ask twice. Right. That's not dedicated. I mean, that's not even – that's doing your job. Right. I mean, I wouldn't even call that be having some great dedication to the university. That's doing your job. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you have to look at the finances and all that, but you're not going to win unless you spend. I mean, if Kirby Smart comes in and says, I want to get freaking Nelly in for the <laughs> G-Day game, then no questions asked. Bring them. If the coach thinks it's going to help them win or going to help them bring in other people that will help them win, then 
there shouldn't even be like there really shouldn't even be a discussion about it. It should mm-hmm. just be done. Well, you say you don't like the you know keeping up with the Joneses, but I think it's it gives you something to. Kirby coming from that atmosphere, you know, knows what needs to be done to to change. George, that's what I'm saying. That's why yeah. that's why I don't like. I just I don't like that. I want to be the Jones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Three yeah. Oh, I'm three by arms race. I want everybody yeah. looking at me like, damn, that's a badass athletic director. They, people don't have to beg for anything. I mean, if I yeah. want to. The, give some kid's mom a job in the recruiting office, and I shouldn't have to ask twice. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, well, it's like, you know, I've, I've, I've always liked that Coach Calipari quote about, you know, coaches don't win championships, administrations win championships. I mean, it, it's really true. I know a lot. it's hard to convince people of that a lot of times, but it really is a huge, <laughs> if not the one of the biggest things to uh, to winning championships and to competing at an elite level like that. I mean, you have to have them. You have to have the backing. Or else, yeah. I mean, you, you might could get lucky, but, I mean, if right. you look at, okay, look at Kentucky in basketball. So that way we're not going to every single thing in Alabama. Look at Kentucky in basketball. Do you think they have to beg for anything? <laughs> Not at all. Or look at who's the big team in baseball. Well, Vanderbilt, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Vanderbilt. Okay, Vanderbilt might be a different story, but I guarantee you, I mean, the baseball team's like the only thing that wins. So I promise you they're treated right. Right. Well, exactly. I mean, that's the thing. And another thing, they always, you know, it may be one that they they do win or have won, and they put money into the stadium, into their stadium and their facilities for baseball. But how much of that has to do with, with Vanderbilt being able to raise money or how much of that has to do with just being a member of the SEC and bringing in? Oh, who knows? I mean, you can apply it to anything, though. I mean, you can apply it to – SEC, NCAA, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, from freaking youth leagues, peewee leagues, the whole nine yards. I mean, the people that are winning this, willing to spend are usually the ones that are doing better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But we hate them. Look at, or as much as most Southerners hate them, look at the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. They've always been willing to spend, and they pretty much stay on top for a while. Right. Here, or even the people with salary caps. Look at the NFL, and who has the nicer stadiums with the better coaches? I guarantee you, a lot of those people are the ones winning. Right. Or yeah, a good example: NBA. Look at the Clippers. Up until recently, up until what a few years ago. They had a sorry yeah. ass owner that didn't spend crap, and they were horrible. And look at the turnaround that's been made. Right. Yeah, no doubt, man. It's almost like in business where you you, know, you have to 
spend money to make money. You have to. It, I mean, it always is. I mean, it's like yeah. that with everything, dude. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just going to happen. I mean, you may luck into a few things, you know, draft picks or things like that in the professional leagues, or, or some recruit comes in as a you know unheralded kid and, and comes well, in. There's, and there's always the exception, good and bad. You know, the Yankees buy a bunch of old guys, and all of a sudden, two years from their into their five year contracts, they suck. Yeah, and now the Yankees are barely are making the playoffs or barely making it. Right, and you know you have like the teams, okay, like the Spurs, when David Robinson got hurt, they basically tanked that year. Everybody right. knows they tanked that year, and they got Tim Duncan. Right. Well, I mean, you know, there's always the exception, but I mean, right. you look at uh, well, the Patriots with like Brady. the Raiders. Look at the Raiders. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they basically suck for a few years now. They get like a top five pick every year, and now it looks like they have the younger guys to start turning around. Maybe just depends on what town they go to now. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, man. I mean it's like with just about everything. You can't just you can't nickel and dime everything and expect to be very successful when everybody else is right. Not nick- the people you're competing directly competing with aren't nickel and diming. Then you're screwing you're screwing yourself. Yeah, or get people to buy in and like like I was gonna say with Brady is not the highest paid quarterback in the, in the NFL. He 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 knows that he's not gonna have players around him if he takes up you know forty thirty percent of the of the salary cap. So he takes a good income obviously, but he makes the rest of it up every, in other places, and he has. Gives them flexibility to be able to uh, bring in better players and, and take care of players that that need to be taken care of. I see the way things work. I see our administration as a lot of the get off my lawn people <laughs> or close the front door. Yeah. Well, the the fan, I mean, how many people do you know that say a perfect example? Uh, it was the the opening kickoff. We went to I went to Georgia Florida game. It was fourteen to seven, I think, was the score at the half. And we're you know how opening kickoff you stand and kind of get fired up and everything. So me and my friend were standing up, just like you know, eighty thousand other people in the stadium, and the people behind us were like. Uh, can y'all sit down so we can see? I was like, dude, are you serious? No, stand up. I'm not even going to tell you what I would have told them. <laughs> but that's the that's exactly what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's that kind of mindset of, you know, you know, kind of they, they they give a nice little golf clap, you know, whenever we score, get a first down or, or you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's kind of the mindset that you're, uh, I think you're trying to say kind of permeated the, the program quite a bit, whereas now, hopefully, we've, you heard it from DJ, the energy. I I was just about to say, if you want proof, just listen to this over again, and you have a freaking recruit that was just here this weekend Mm -hmm. saying this exact thing. Right. 
And that's with the staff. I was talking administration. But, I mean, that's right. even with the staff. I mean, look, just be honest. UGA got gotten stale. I mean, that's the only way to put it. <laughs> it got, I mean, seriously, it gotten stale for fans, for recruits, for everybody alike. It gotten stale the same way basketball is now. We already talked about basketball, but it's the same way. It just it had just gotten freaking stale. We right. got the guys in state that wanted to come. You know, we had some good recruiters that were able to pull kids in. But overall, everything had gotten stale. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to argue. I think that's a lot of the reason a lot of the elite recruits weren't coming, even if they were in state, is because you had other guys selling this, this, and this. It could have had something to do with negative recruiting, but we, I mean, we had just gotten to where we were the stale program. And we weren't proving yeah. anybody any different. You know, hey, yeah, you can go to UGA and win eight, nine, ten games a year and do nothing. Or you can come here where we're doing this, 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 and this. You know, if I'm old best recruiting against UGA, I'm saying, what have they done in the past 15 years? We've beaten Alabama. Right. And it gives them something to push. I mean, yeah. basically, all we have was we're UGA. We have a great tradition. Mm-hmm. Well, and who was it? Honestly, it had just gotten stale. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And, and blame it on whatever you want. Name whatever reasons you want. But overall, that's just the way it had gotten. Right. Well, and there was somebody on the board uh, on FieldStreetForum.com was talking about, uh, I think they had talked to, to Rhett Lashley, the Auburn offensive coordinator, how that was their whole recruiting pitch was, oh, you, know, you can play for championships at Auburn. Well, despite the fact that Georgia beat has beaten Auburn, what, eight out of the last ten years and um, usually in dominant fashion as well. They but they played for two. Right. They played for two national championships and won one of them. So, I mean – you know, they've got the rings. The rings recruit, you know, if you win one. <laughs> Look, and, that, and we could come up with every reason that we want to. They get it lucky and they bought Cam Newton. Okay. Recruits don't really look into the, all those details. All they know right. is they won one. And Cam right. Newton's kicking ass in the NFL now, and he went to Auburn, and he won with Auburn. We can do the same thing. That's all. That's it. Auburn absolutely has him in every commercial that they can they can get him into. Okay, you know you're competing with against Alabama with recruits. You know we don't have to go into what they have to sell. Even Florida, right. I mean, oh yeah, we've you know hey we've sucked the past four years, but he's gone now. Right. Some build it back up with us to where it was when we were at a championship level. There you go. Right. Yep, no doubt, man. And that, that's, right. I think that's the reason everybody was pushing for Kirby Smart so much because we can now use that word championship. Yeah. You know, right now we're the new kids on the block and we're the cool team and we're like, hey, Auburn's a dumpster fire. Look at all their coaches leaving. But right. Hey, we've got all the cool guys and we got the coach that helped lead Alabama to all these championships. Yeah. He was here nine years. Better come, yeah, play, better come play for him. I think that's the biggest thing, too, is, you know, with Pruitt, he did it for one year. You know, he, he had the one year at, at Florida State. 
whereas with Kirby, he's got a, a track record of, of six, seven, eight, nine years as defensive coordinator at Alabama and has shown he can have a, a championship defense multiple years. You know, I mean, I think that's a big a big factor for, for kids to look at. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even look at Tennessee, as goofy as hell as he is, as much of an ass white that he looks like that he is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he was some of those kids. Tennessee played for championships before. Yeah. He was some of those kids on it. Hey, look at me. I'm Captain Butch Jones, Captain Dumbass. But... <laughs> Hey, brick by brick, and all these catchy, yeah. goofy, Stephen ass phrases. But I mean, he, I mean, he did it. Look at them right now, and we just fired our coach. So I mean, I mean, much of pretty much everybody in the universe hates them, and they hit a string of luck with legacy recruits. But I mean, Kelly turned it around. They're favored to win the East this year, and we have a new coach. So, I mean, he did something right. Right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it is being the, the, the hunted instead of the hunter this year. It's definitely it's definitely interesting and fun to be the new guy. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily the new guy, but the, where the even DJ said it. It seems like we're like the cool, young, hip coaches now, basically. Right. I mean, that's what I got from what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it sounded like he really enjoyed it and uh, liked the different perspective that they brought, too. All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. You got any anything you need to share? Or... No, we're Let's throw William Poole, but looks like he's going to... Looks like he's going to pop on March the 12th. That's what it looks like. Yep. Sounds good. And, um, like I said, another junior day this weekend, so maybe keep an eye out on FieldStreetForum.com in the Classic City chat for any updated you news. Know what? That's, the... that's the other thing. I don't even know if I would call these junior days. Yeah. I can't remember. I think it was Rusty may have been talking about it as, I don't even know if we're going to be doing like big junior days like that. Yeah. I think it's going to be more bring like eight twenty like, in every weekend and concentrate on those kids, man. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Kind of like DJ said, because that's what I, you know we're kind of used to with Georgia lately was bringing in massive amounts of kids, and and you know it's kind of you know there could be some things to be said for that approach too, where you get that atmosphere and get one or two maybe to commit. And then you can kind of get maybe get a domino effect, you know, where you know, the kid gives the kids a lot of things to think about. But I kind of like the approach of you know giving everybody a little more attention, a little more focus, you know, oh, kind of watch one focus, and make them real, make them realize that they are you know wanted and, and needed in Athens. So I would I would say that even at dog night too, because I mean there yeah. was. Oh man, I could off the top of my head, I could probably name three to five that mentioned. Yeah, it was a great camp, but I didn't get as much time with the coaches as I wanted because we had like six hundred freaking kids there. Right, right. And I mean, 
I mean, I know, and, you know, it's all great that we had all those kids there at the big event and everything looks cool and all, but, I mean, and I, I, I don't know the best way to say it besides having kids that are basically wasting your time because they're never going to play for the University of Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is what it is. Right. So I, I think you might actually see Dog Night change a little bit too. Yeah. Could be, could be. All right, my man. Well, have a good rest of the week, good weekend, and uh, everybody go, dog. go ahead over to fieldstreetforum.com. You have Twitter and Facebook at fieldstforum. Give me a follow at Twitter and Facebook at The Real Parade. For Calvin, uh, give him follow on Facebook, uh, Calvin Wilson, and then on Twitter at X I X N Y N E. Nah, don't don't be following that sucker. <laughs> you got, hey, you, you got to man, cause I see you, you know y'all start talking about me after I got off, but that's cool. Oh, you, you didn't even say. Anything. I had I had a great setup <laughs> for a question, great great lead hey, in for the question, and and I had, and I get I get crickets crickets when I go to yeah, you. Yeah, you you're right. My, my business partner, uh, he called in, man. I had to, we, we were talking about the camps. We were trying to get these uh, camps. In. We were trying to get them. Uh, we were trying to get them. Uh, we were trying to get them uh, all the way, you know, done. We got probably. Uh, I think Dan Emmon gonna come down. Him and oh, really? Williams, yeah. They're gonna work the. They're gonna work the one in Savannah's offensive lineman. You got your your boy Matt Storm is gonna come through. So, the dog will be the. That's gonna be in Savannah, you said. Yeah, in Pula, actually in Pula, but it's in Savannah. Oh, okay. Yeah. March. All right. Quick. Okay. And then we'll be in the uh, week. There... <laughs> week on the twenty-sixth. Oh, okay. Is there a website for to sign up yeah. for those or anything? Uh, www.explosivesports.info. All right. So check check that out for sure. Give uh at DJ Dallas Five, that's D E E J A Y Dallas, then the number five. Give him a follow. I know you heard him on the show. And uh, I think that's it, man. Appreciate it. Another another fun show tonight. And until next week, go dogs. Bulldogs. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.